Hi, Skunky. Dad? I missed you. How'd you... I'm sorry I couldn't be there for you, Stinky. You're not real. None of this is real. That's my scientist. When I was unconscious, you downloaded my thoughts, my memories, even the old bowling alley. Yes, we thought this bowling alley would be more fun than our alien spaceship or some boring beach. Why did you contact us? You contacted us. Whoa, okay, sorry, geez, relax. My bad, you're right. It's whatever. I'm just saying it was you first. Are there otters? Otters? I mean others. Sorry, I'm a little woozy from the wormholes and, you know. Yeah, no, sure. You're an interesting species, humans. Capable of beautiful dreams and such horrible nightmares. You feel so lost, so cut off, so alone. Only, you're not. See, in all of our searching, the only thing we found that makes the emptiness bearable is each other. I'm sorry, can you start over? I wasn't... I was watching this guy hit a 7-10 split. I missed all of that. But did you see that? What? Marissa, pay attention. I'm an alien here, okay? And I'm telling you some very vague, unhelpful stuff. Look, fake dad, I'm gonna go hit the fake arcade and hopefully get enough fake tickets to get a fake, fake tattoo, alright? Okay, alright. Have fun, skunky. I love you. No, you don't. Ah, that's true. Bad science. Did the movie get it right? Bad science. Or will we have to fight? Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Bad Science. I'm your host, Ethan Edinburgh, and I am psyched beyond belief to be talking about Contact today, the Robert Zemeckis film from 1997. My two guests are too cool to be in the same room as me, that's for sure. I'm uh, humbled, uh, I'm nervous, I'm frantic, uh, but I'm, I'm going to play it cool on the outside as to not let them know that I'm freaking out on the inside. You're doing a good job. You just Thank literally you. let us know. What? You you, you guys can hear can, yeah, yeah, you, you can hear this entire... We're, we're sitting next to you. Holy shit. Okay, uh, <laughs> never mind all that. Uh, let me just introduce them. Uh, the first one is an astrophysicist at the Ohio State University, uh, science communicator and author of the new book, Your Place in the Universe, Understanding Our Big, Messy Existence, Dr. Paul Sutter. How's it going? Going great. How you doing? Never better. Wow. This is the best moment of your life right now. <laughs> it, it, only to be followed oh. by the next moment, which will be better than the last. I love your attitude coming into this. And of course, we are joined here by a brilliant comedian. You may know him from the Larry Sanders show or the Simpsons or the legendary sketch comedy troupe, The Kids in the Hall. It's Scott Thompson. Hello there. How's it going, Scott? I feel like Oscar. Scott needs an applause. Yeah, yeah. let's there's, give him an applause. You're right. I should have, I'm sorry, I didn't clap for you, Doc. It's cool. It's cool. It's <laughs> cool. I don't. Because no, I thought no you were from the other, from at Ohio State. And Ohio University. State University. Yeah, that would have been impressive. No, no. There's, now that I, I mean, know, I get this. Okay, <laughs> go Bucks. Yeah, uh, but we're here today, guys, to talk about Contact, which maybe some of you have not seen. Uh, so we'll try and like quickly summarize what happened in this movie, and you'll probably be able to do this better than me. But ooh, challenge! Jodie Foster's character Ellie. Yeah. Uh, we sure. learned through. She, is it, she's quite overwrought. Yes. In it. Typical scientist. Yeah, I've never quite seen her so overwrought. Very, very. She goes on the journey through the wormhole. Wow. It's a lot. Really? Yeah. She looks like one of those, you know, when you're on a roller coaster and the picture that they take? (laughs) Yeah. She looks like that at the peak of the ride. Yeah. The whole time. And you can't blame her. It is a wormhole. Yeah. It's a wormhole traveling through time and space. She's usually (laughs) a little more like 
low-key, but she really goes for it. That's She's true. Really, that is acting. And what it's about, but what's funny, it's not about really emotions. She gets super dramatic about science. Yeah, it's just Whereas she's never really liked that when she's doing things about humans, like human behavior. Right. It's I find it fascinating, a peek into her as an actress. Yeah. So is Jodie Foster like a science geek? Is that it seems you like think, it. You think well, it's coming through? That's what it felt like. I have a fact here about yeah. Jodie Foster. What's Hold on fact? a second. In 2011, Jodie Foster was part of a group of private donors that saved uh, SETI's? Do, do you say? SETI. SETI? SETI. Okay. Yeah. They, <laughs> I don't know why it's Italian. They saved SETI. SETI's ah. telescope array in California. So that was under some sort of like government funding attack oh, yeah. and she helped uh, put it back online. So I assume she has some interest. She's very... She's connected. Yeah, she's yeah, listening. Very she's waiting it. for the Much moment. more than she is Matthew McConaughey. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. It, it, you know, it's, he's not I mean, He's not funding SETI. No, 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 no. no. And I think he's Christian like he is in the movie and Jodie Foster is... Uh, atheist or agnostic yeah. like she is in the movie. At so the that's kind of a fun parallel. Sort of. Right. <gasps> that's true. You could argue, yeah, at the yeah, end. I, I think so. Don't they? Yeah. I think that's Isn't probably that where it's faith? coming together. Doesn't that work? Isn't that kind of about the um, oh. faith and science coming together? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the this is? whole story, this whole story, one of, one of the themes was the intersection and potential conflict mm-hmm. between science and faith and where there's the, the staunch stereotypical scientist, yeah. you know, rejects all faith. And then at the end, no one believes her personal experience. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, well, I lived it. And it was very intensely emotional. I made the the roller coaster face. Yeah, which yeah, so yeah. it was there. It was <laughs> even there. though no one took the picture. And, but no one is. took the picture. Like, no how one took could the you be on a roller coaster if no one took a picture That's, of you? And, and so she so she has to rely on her faith. Her there's no scientific evidence that she experienced what she claims to. It's experience. like going to a party like pre social media and people not believing you had fun. Like how would you like nowadays they can't believe unless there's a photograph. Right. You definitely didn't have a good time. You didn't have a good time. But it is is a lot like that. That's also something I wanted to talk about by the way and we were discussing it a little bit before the podcast about technology uh, I don't know becoming too much I guess in our society today. Oh that's definitely a theme in that movie. I think that's actually it's quite prescient about it I thought. Yeah he calls it out Matthew McConaughey's character who I don't even remember his name but he calls it out in some CNN interview and he's saying um, I think I have a quote here somewhere uh, oh is the world fundamentally a better place oh, yeah. because of science and technology Ooh. which I think is a good uh, what do you guys think well yes I do because um, otherwise most of us would die very young of horrible diseases number one Great or point. if we had broken bones they would have gotten infected good like science. I wouldn't have lived past five <laughs> There's no question. First of all, even just be, the fact that I was blind from, you know, I can barely see. I would have run into a oh, I didn't know that off a, cliff. a wall. I'm not, you know, a wall or a saber toothed tiger or something. There's no way I would. You know, those are extinct. Oh, never I mind. Never. But I, I, so I do think I, I do think it's better. Yes, I do think so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Strong. Uh, yes. What about you, you doctor? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm I think sorry, this is your show. No, no, no. Yeah, I don't care. Like, no, take it over, Scott. This no, is your no, show. No, no. <laughs> Uh, and please call me Professor Sutter. It's okay. No. <laughs> um, and no, and, and that came up in the movie because, and already think it was like 1997, which seems like the Stone Age to uh-huh. us. I mean, that's sure. two decades ago. Mm-hmm. And then, but then there's the aliens come and give the signal and say, here's the next big leap. Mm-hmm. Like, here's something that's so transformative. Oh, it's like, it's like the iPhone. It's like, this is something that is mm-hmm. going to change your life. 
entire civilization and it's just the beginning and so grappling with that of like how do we deal with rapid progress in technology how do we deal with quantum leaps in technology where the world today is basically unrecognizable Mm -hmm. to the world 10 or 20 years ago yeah i in my opinion technology itself is neutral and we're always going to have technology like it's something that humans do a stone Mm -hmm. hand axe is technology fire is technology agriculture alcohol like it's technology this is something that we do we can't get rid of it Mm -hmm. because it's part of being human and whether it makes it worse or better i don't know it's just it's always going to be here see i also believe the same thing i think faith will always like religion will always be with it like this idea that i think that has taken hold I think in the last few years, mm-hmm. particularly among people on the left, is that somehow we can eliminate religion. And I think it's a complete fool's game. It will never happen. Right. And people should just let go of that notion. And it doesn't, and it doesn't mean that you're stupid to believe in God, which I found very interesting in the, book, in the movie. Because there's quite often the fact that if you do have a faith, people, people just assume that you're not that mm-hmm. educated right. or intelligent. In that way, I Matthew, find that really offensive. And yeah. the movie makes that very clear. Yeah, that yeah. That she's kind of offensive when she's talking to the, the, the Senate or whatever, mm-hmm. the board. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's kind of like snobby, like, oh, I'm, I'm better than the flyover states. Yeah. That's what it felt yeah. like to me. <laughs> yeah. And as someone who lives in a flyover state. No, yeah, it's like it did. It, it felt very relevant to today. Like, oh, you people with your guns and your God. Yeah. We we've we're past that. And this movie said we're not past that. We will never be past that. And both sides have to make like faith and science, they have to make room for each other. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought the movie said. You're you're absolutely right. You couldn't be more spot on. <laughs> you you are. Uh it is a very 1990s message. It is a very 1990s approach to the relationship between science and religion. It's a very very Carl Sagan this is science is better. And a lot of scientists do agree with that still today. Mm-hmm. Some very prominent scientists. Yeah. Uh, I personally don't. I personally don't. Science is a way of understanding the world around us. It's a particularly useful and powerful way of looking at the world mm-hmm. around us. And that's great. But like you said, religion is always going to be here. Always. People have faith for a reason. It gives value to their lives. Mm -hmm. And we, it is not our job as scientists, and I'm speaking very personally here, it's not our job as scientists. And representing all scientists. uh, Representing every single scientist on the planet right now in this moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not our job as scientists to displace beliefs. It's not our job to displace what people care about. It's our job to understand how the world works. That's great. That's it. I mean, I think the movie did a really good job at kind of saying both because it was really uh, intense and oh, yeah. negative mm-hmm. about religion. There was uh, plenty of imagery yes. that was saying religion is bad and wrong, like you're saying, like when the priest comes and she's a kid even, yep. and he tells her, uh, like, hey, sometimes, you know, like God's will is mysterious. We don't yeah. know what happens. And she says, like, well, I should have kept That's the medicine be, uh, downstairs and yeah. I would have got to him quicker. Like a solution Boom. right away. Yeah. But Matthew McConaughey's character, yeah. I think, is a rare character it's in very film rare. who mm-hmm. is like religious and really smart. Not mock. Like they don't sneer at him in the it's 
it's because he's Matthew McConaughey. I mean, let's be honest. Because today, they would sneer at that character. Yeah, and we don't have that character really anymore, right? Like, the advisor to the president who's looked at for all... It doesn't matter what they're talking about. He's one of the people they're going to discuss it with. You know what? There is a character like that. I don't know if you guys watch nerdy TV shows. I, uh, uh, the I don't Expanse, know what that means exactly. The but. Expanse. It's a science. I love fiction the Expanse. Show. Yeah. Okay, but there's <laughs> it's great. There, yeah. there is there is a character who is very religious. Yeah, there is. And she's very thoughtful. She's a major yeah. character. She's very sympathetic. Uh-huh. She's a major driver of the plot, and her yeah. views are important okay. in the discussion of of what's happening in that series. Is that uh, what's her face? Uh, Sh- Shamir Shahagalu. Shagat- <laughs> yeah, Shamir Shahagalu. <laughs> One of my favorite actresses. <laughs> you know what else? These Battlestar Galactica mm, was a great mm-hmm. series okay. that I dealt with. That was about faith and, and oh, okay. yes, absolutely. And they, what I thought was great about that series was that everybody believed in. Go- in God in that movie and yet yep. they were all in space and they were obviously thousands of years ahead of us right. and yet they all kind of very bel- strong faith and they yep. all had faith yeah. and, and like Starbucks journey was seen as kind of like a scientific journey but it was also seen as a journey of like of faith and religion it was yep. That's actually yeah, my yeah, favorite show of all time. Nice, Battlestar nice. Galactica? Well, yeah, because it does. It brings the two things together. Okay. And I've I, never I, seen it. Maybe oh, I should check a, it it's out. A br- the the, the reboot to now. is brilliant. The reboot. Yeah. The br- so there's the, two. The yeah, the first one was years wow. ago, back in the 70s. I'm yeah. talking about the one that came out about 10, 15 years ago. Oh, okay. Do you know about this? I am looking. I'm frowning at you. You're frowning? You oh, really don't know Battlestar Galactica? I have heard of the show. I didn't know there was two. I wow, guess I just thought there was one. The second one is so superior. Very superior. Oh, okay. Very superior. Okay. So I'm not going to bother with the first one. It's one of the... Um, it's one of the best television shows of all time. Okay, I'm on it. Nice. Solid. Don't solid. you think? Really and, solid. and one of the most um, ignored television shows of all time. Well, Forgotten. But, like and it, Contact, I, I hadn't seen it since it first came out, but boy, it's a real essay. I mean, yeah, it's long. It's a video essay. I it's think it holds essay. up. I think it's it really, the, the effects, a lot of these movies from the 90s, the effects do not really hold up and they look a little, I don't know, it just takes you out of it mm-hmm. when you see CGI sometimes. But I thought the movie was great. I thought all the wormhole uh, visualization uh, stuff we, was we, great. We have no like wormholes to compare it to that's in true real life. Too. So it's like no. whatever they put yeah. on screen is, yeah, that's that's. It might have been the first time you ever saw that kind of thing, right? The wormhole yeah. travel. Got to be one of the. I first. don't think I'd ever heard of it before then. Like that's twenty one years. It's ago. always spoken like obliquely. So the concept of wormholes was developed in the seventies. Was it really a particular research paper uh, oh. uh, by Kip Thorne, who recently won a Nobel Prize in physics? Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was, you know, described wormholes and said, oh, and then at the end of the paper, you know, these can't exist in real life. And did, and did they actually um, come up with the idea that possibly? That's a way to travel through space. When you fold over space, that exactly. was when that was developed. Exactly, exactly. This is uh, is all that that uh, I, what's Eisen, uh, Einstein Rosen bridge? An Einstein Rosen bridge. That is, that what is, it is. absolutely correct. Okay. So Einstein himself, with uh, a dear friend of his and collaborator, and started sketching out these ideas, and then was fleshed out in the seventies by people like Kip Thorne. Got you. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Is the go. science like well, good in contact? Uh, Does it make sense? I will say before you answer that, Very Carl quick. Sagan wrote the book Contact. Yeah. He, they started it as a screenplay, but then it like took so long to make the movie that he made it into a book. Yeah. And then he was actually <clears throat> on production. He was like producing the movie and died during production. So he was oh, like right. making sure yeah. that the science was. Accurate. Oh, and I just wow. realized something. Yeah. Contact was not the only time that Matthew McConaughey has traveled through a wormhole. That's right. Interstellar. He, he was in Interstellar. In Interstellar, yeah. features yeah, a right. wormhole he, yeah. traveling through space and time. But he doesn't. He doesn't travel in this one. It's only it's Jody. 
Right. That's so he was adjacent to a wormhole. He was nearby. His wormhole adjacent. Wormhole adjacent. <laughs> that not, and then he and then he he got the bug. I think that's exactly that's exactly yeah, what Jody like, Ever since that movie, he's like, yeah. I gotta get in that. This, this is this is for me. This is for me. I want that roller coaster in the moment. Why does she get to do it? I don't get to do Why it. Why does she get to do it? <laughs> I thought it was a little funny, the whole idea that the world would choose um not Sam Elliott. What was the name of the Oh the old guy? The old guy. Drummond. Uh, that was the name of the movie. Like make, there's no way. Maybe they would have, uh, but I'm like, you're not going to send like an old guy like that. And now, would, would the world okay. send him, or would a bureaucratic panel send that? Maybe back, that, maybe the, even 21 years ago. Uh, yeah, maybe. I so. think they kind of leaned on the fact that he was so powerful. He was mm. so high up in the cabinet of whatever the hell that he kind of chose himself. But would was, the world really step back and go and let the second person be an American too? I mean, the second time. I mean, really? The second time. In in 97? In 97? (laughs) Yeah, I guess. The second time it was more of like off the books, though. It it didn't seem like it was much of a media event. But when they discover that they have the second. second, It was indie. But when they they discover that they have the second uh, machine, the world knows. I think they right? knew a little Before bit later. Before John Hurt chooses I think they fi- her. I don't quite remember. I think the world finds out later. Yeah, I think she kind of knew secretively. And then when it was okay, approaching maybe, the maybe day, right. they all kind of knew. And, and but, do you think the Japanese would have allowed the Americans? I love the fact that the guy calling the shots is the same guy calling the shots in the first one. Oh, yeah, going, why do you have these movies the same guy? <laughs> Dude, I couldn't I believe how fast they kind of skimmed over oh, stuff Lord. when it came to the actual... Uh, building? Yeah, building oh, yeah. of the four basically later. be impossible. The yeah. It looks so impossible, and it's so fast into it. It's just automatically it's like, here it is. We have yeah. the thing. We're going to test it. They don't even hey, test the second one. it turns out that was really easy, yeah. man. They don't even really... They don't even test the second one. They no. only test it the first time. And would time. they let the guy who's actually going to be the astronaut be like feet from it? <laughs> With a wrench, <laughs> he's right above like, it. He's, he's on a crane. Exactly. This is what we do with yeah, you know, with with space shuttles and everything. I, yeah, like, hey yeah. guys, I need to be here with a walkie-talkie. I got Jimmy something out here, like, and it's that's what I thought was hilarious. And we got a problem with the radiator. Come on, yeah, like, so silly, man. And they wouldn't <laughs> let people nearby either. They don't no. know what the thing does. No, they don't know how fast it goes. They don't know what it's supposed to do. No. And you're gonna let people just like watch it from? Why would they even put a dummy in? Like, why does it have to be a dummy? It wouldn't have been a dummy. <laughs> yeah. It just could have been yeah. like a sack of flour, a potato, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's maybe it, maybe it's configured for you know. Oh, maybe so. It wasn't her. It wasn't Jody's body. It wasn't Jody. And it, it wasn't, wasn't his body. Either. It wasn't a, a body <laughs> double. Um, okay, I want to talk about a few other things that I thought were really crazy about the movie before we get into like super sciencey stuff. Okay. So when they find the signal, okay, yeah. they get a weird like feed that's also video, right? And so she mm-hmm. brings a TV over, then they're looking at the video, yeah, the and they have to like right. They first they're like adjusting it, and then they realize it's a. Uh, swastika, yeah, and then they kind of zoom out from the swastika, which is like they just happen to be zoomed in on this right. swastika. How convenient! At very yeah, convenient, true. and then they like just spin it a few times, yeah. and then it's just oh, it's Hitler talking. Oh, Hitler! Talking. And and I couldn't that to me relevant again. I mean, of course, still relevant. relevant. A lot of uh, relevance. Do you know how many times that happens to me watching a YouTube video? <laughs> Accidentally. I zoom, and I zoom out, I'm like, Hitler talking. Hey, Hitler Come again. on. Come on. <laughs> Is it true that that was the very first broadcast? I, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, I mean, there's. I don't know. There was a little fudge here. There was a little yeah. fudge. Here we go. Of course, there have been radio broadcasts. Yeah. That was the first. Uh, worldwide TV broadcast where anywhere in the world, in principle, you could receive that signal. It was a very, very powerful. The Germans did it before the Americans? 
Well, they, that's they, they hard were, to believe. Yeah, I don't like that. The Germans yeah. were, were kind of on it for a while. I'm you know. Canadian. I like that. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> I just couldn't believe that whole scene seemed ridiculous to me. That there was only little moments that it's stuck contrived. Out. It's, yes. it's sending a message. I understand that, but they also right after that realized that there's like hidden pages in the images. Yes, Explain right. that to me. What are what, you talking? About? What are they talking about? What are they talking about? Well, I'm. Mm. Trying to describe a fictional <laughs> signal of which there is no actual the, information. I'll yeah. feel better but here's, if you tell here, me. Here's it doesn't what make I'm sense. thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. So that. when you watch a movie or a TV show, right. it's not one continuous thing. It's a bunch of frames. Frame, yeah. I and so that. that's what they got. They got frame interpreted to another frame, mm-hmm. frame, frame, frame. They realized that between the frames, they like inserted there was extra data. But it goes so fast okay. you don't see it. You don't see it. So okay. it almost like subliminal. That makes sense. There's this word for it. There's a word for it uh, where you can put information encryption it's subliminal not subliminal not it's it's oh what is it crypto photography crypto uh, fascism almost so <laughs> crypto close nomicon I, I think you're i think crypto, you're i think you're, you're getting colder you're getting colder someone google crypto nomicon <laughs> it's 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 where you can embed extra information Cryptogra- inside exactly cryptogram cryptogram Oh, cryptogram. we got there? Oh, man. Man, I feel smart. Are we right? Marissa, cryptogram? Is it text written in code? Text written in code. Okay, okay that sounds about so right. It's embedded. So it's a picture, but there's extra information encoded in there. And, and so, but got here's it. the thing. But if they, you, they're sending film? This is why I don't understand. The digital doesn't have that, does it? Well, they're sending. Doesn't I don't know. Well, 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 this broadcast. Yeah. The, the, oh, the, the broadcast the, the, was, was radio. Hurt was a radio oh. signal. And so it's presumably the aliens okay. heard this radio signal, recognized that, oh, there's there's people in that solar system and they're emitting radio signals. The radio signal itself contains information, just like a radio broadcast. So it can contain video information. It can contain video information. A radio broadcast See, that's, can contain video. See, that I don't even... I didn't, I I didn't know that. It's all that. bits. It's all bits. It's all data. It's about... Oh, so it's not real. We're doing a bit. <laughs> it's all exactly. So <laughs> it just means that it it's it's how it's read on the other side. Exactly. Oh, it needs it. to be decode. You oh, encode okay. Okay. into a signal and then you decode back okay. to now, data. Did it make sense when they fold it three dimensionally? Because that was pretty cool. That was cool. That was cool. cool and moment. yeah, I mean, you can you can arrange your data in any way you want. Okay. And so that would work. Still right? checks out. Okay. I mean, it, it's not like a Rubik's cube. Like That's you actually right. sit here with data and, and fold your hands. But no, you can you can you can slice up data if you just have a bunch of bits. You don't know ahead of time how those bits need to be arranged against each other into into form something coherent. And how would they be able to read the aliens' like plans? Like I know mathematics is, this is what they, I know mathematics is they also universal, skin- isn't? And it doesn't. Change. We think. We but, think. Like, maybe two plus two I mean, doesn't we, we equal don't have four any, in another. Planet. We don't have anyone else's I mean, notes we don't know, to do compare we? against. Right. They made a very hard like reasoning for that, though. They were saying math is the universal language. If the aliens do contact us, that's, what they that's how they're doing it. Yeah. That might not be true. It's. Right? Uh, <sighs> It's hard to say. We think. We think. Because we all, isn't it because we have two arms and two legs that we. we I mean, our. Yeah, no, no, no. Talking about binary systems. This is the basis of math, is the fact that we have two arms. That's, we we know it. (laughs) It was 1858. Yeah. And, no, um, 
it's not necessarily that our particular number system and way yeah. of doing math is universal, but math represents fundamental logical structures and relationships, and that might be universal. And then there's also physics that are universal. But Go ahead. Could oh. the laws of physics be different in other places? We this or is other planes. We as far as we can tell, because that's a valid thing to say. Mm-hmm. Like it's not necessarily true. That the physics that we understand here on Earth, the forces and the particles yeah. and the constants, all that, apply all across the universe. There's doesn't have to be true. And for a long, 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 long time, we didn't think it was true. But starting with the scientific revolution, starting with people like Kepler and Galileo, yeah. and then going into Newton, we realized step by step that the laws of physics are universal. That gravity here on Earth is gravity across the universe. Yeah, it's like different amounts. The physics are different, but, but that, the way but to the, measure but it the is way the way we, we way we describe it, yeah. the way it behaves, the fundamental behavior is universal. And we test that constantly. Because mm-hmm. if you can find a break, can find a part of the universe mm-hmm. or a time in the universe where physics is different, mm-hmm. That's like instant Nobel Prize. That's huge. That's huge. Scott, I'm going to work on that. I was going to okay. say. Yo, let's collaborate. Like let's guy. collaborate. <laughs> so, I'll, yo, my okay. people will call your people. My people are grad students. Your I, people yeah, are like magic. managers. That's how I'm doing. Magic. Um, okay, well, speaking of uh, like super zooming out here universe-wise, contact... One out of ten. Oh. I just want to know how you got, how much you guys like enjoyed the. Oh, movie. I really enjoyed it. Okay, very much actually. Uh, eight, eight from Scott yeah. Thompson. I, I was going to give it an eight too. Yeah, uh, eight. I think that's I think about it was right. Perfect. Like my perfect science fiction film would be Close Encounters of, of the Third Ooh. Kind. Right. That's like my fate of all science fiction because I love science fiction. Mm-hmm. But this was damn close. I just think I would have liked a little more um, humanity. From her, uh, I would have liked a little more. Maybe, maybe. Do you I feel would, like she was a character? Like, a little bit, yes. I, I didn't know if she was actually a, a real person. Have you um, met any other scientists besides me in your life? No. Okay. 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 I was just wondering. I'm just wondering. So you 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 thought she was? I mean, she was a really good portrait of a scientist. <laughs> no, not at all. She was. Because she, I, I just don't buy that all scientists are cu- completely cut but off from she, their But considering her history, well, her history is pretty trad. pretty brutal. Okay, it's that. brutal, yeah. which is incidental, isn't it? Incidental to her being a scientist, or was it essential to be- her becoming a scientist? Mm. I-, I say essential. I would say essential as and well. And I'd say essential to the kind of scientist she mm, became right. and the devotion. I think she would have become a scientist anyways, even if both parents had lived, but because they died, especially because of the daddy. Yeah. You don't, nothing more powerful than that. Yeah. I think that's right. what the movie's saying. There is nothing more powerful than looking for daddy or mummy. Yeah. I mean, she runs right. out of the bed first night, Matthew yep. McConaughey yep. going right back to work. I mean, they are. That's committed. Listen. Yeah. In this, this is movie that daddy this is, issues. Yeah. This isn't just daddy. This is, this oh, man. is daddy. Yeah. Like, Speak, oh, she says this. Listen. Uh, he says the same line that the dad said like oh, 10 yeah. minutes prior. And then that's when she. Is, is you know Luke. smitten like they don't yeah. dance they don't dance around that at, at all. all they so just literally true. go your partner is what your parent yeah boom and you boom. like that <laughs> and you like it and, and then the aliens boom. are gonna come and be like oh you like this daddy stuff oh yeah you're right it's all about the dad so like true. we're gonna we're gonna double down yeah. okay we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back the break is over 
here we go back to the show about science um okay so one other thing uh the suicide pill was controversial mm-hmm. in this movie they oh. didn't like because they give her this yeah. little you yeah. know black pill in a glass capsule and they say that all the astronauts have been doing this since the uh, missions began. That's like the mission. Yeah, you know, the Apollo program and all that. Yeah. Is that not true? So Carl Sagan claims that they were, uh, and uh, if astronauts were, you know, unable to return to Earth or they found themselves in some f- crazy situation, they would take this pill. But then Jim Lovell came out, who was the uh, commander of the Apollo 13, and said that this is not true. So I wanted to oh. ask. You, I had no insider information on NASA. Damn. I, I, I tell you, it would, it would, it would. Really surprised me if the American space program had a suicide pill, because okay. that would to me would go against uh. American ideals. Mm. Because especially then, I, I just think that this is a I think this is a, a religious country, and I I, sure. I I don't I I don't buy it. And especially a lot of the early astronauts were very religious, and many right. modern yeah, day astronauts I think they were very been religious. Insulted, and yeah. I don't. There's no way John Glenn had a suicide pill. Plus, I mean, point. how many ways can you quickly kill yourself in space? You don't need a pill. There probably. are a significant number of ways. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That is and painlessly, true. too. Yeah. That you just float off and, and you just fall asleep. And then. And I'm gone. sure they're very aware of exactly 100%. what those are. <laughs> and I don't think, and that's a great point about like American ethos. Yeah. Also, I think Soviet ethos I is like, you're Chinese, not going to kill yourself. I think you get a chi- you're gonna, uh, suicide You're going to live or you're going to die trying, Buster. <laughs> like, wait, whatever just get a suicide pill yeah, in China. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, if it's a bad, you know, bad order and they're really rude, take this, do what you want. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we're not going to we're not gonna tell you what to do, but you know, it's there as an option. <laughs> it's there for you. Yeah. Um, so she's made fun of godless China. <laughs> That's what I wanted to know. We're talking about godless China. <laughs> no, I wanted to discuss it here on the podcast. That was that was my main. I have I'm glad we segued to that. Huge red letters, godless China. So I'm glad you brought it up. Um, she's made fun of for looking for aliens in the movie, like three, four times towards the beginning. Yeah. Um, even though this program, SETI, SETI, is all about looking for extraterrestrials. And also made fun of. Yeah. So, right. That's what I was going to ask you, basically. Like, is that a common thing that scientists will make fun of each other because they're looking for something that is not yet proven? That that's a, that's a really tough one. So one, scientists make fun of each other all the time, and we constantly go to conferences and say, "Well, your research is useless. All yeah. the funding should go to me." Of course, right. like that that's the, that's the standard discourse among scientists. Got it. Uh, SETI is very very interesting and very very tough from a scientific point of view because uh-huh. in the fifties and sixties and maybe seventies and eighties, we honestly don't know how common are aliens. Are we alone? Yeah. Are are we awash in radio alien signals right now? We just haven't listened carefully enough. Right. And so it was totally valid, totally valid. Mm -hmm. But decade after decade after decade of absolutely no signal, Mm -hmm. decade after decade after decade of no signs whatsoever of alien intelligence Mm -hmm. in a number of different ways we've actively searched. Mm it starts to become untenable. That, like, you know what? Maybe we're just not going to find it and yes, we can spend our money I, somewhere else. I would argue the opposite. Go for it. Here we go. Because also in the last 20, 30 years, we've discovered more and more how much more vast the universe is and how much more life, how how easy life can um, yep. know, spring up. We've discovered life at the bottom of the ocean, yep. living on, volcan- vol- on vents, and we might have discovered bacteria on yep. Mars, etc., and, and we now know that there are literally trillions of not just planets, but universes. And we also know now that there are probably billions of planets that are from the, are the right distance from a sun, yep. like ours, to support life. So to me, yes, we have been looking and listening for a long, long time. We've heard nothing. But 
we also know that there is so much more nothing out there. Yep. And that it might just be that we just haven't come across them yet. So I think they kind of balance each other out. You are absolutely, you're two for two. There you go. This is, this is awesome. <laughs> we are going to collaborate. This is amazing. And, and to Scott's point, I just want to add in that there has been some alien discoveries. Especially that I wanted, this week. I, that's what I'm most about. You're talk, we're talking about the sale this week. <laughs> I was alluding to. Doctor, let's so, talk about the so sale. I, I, if we Good want, one. <laughs> let you me got him. God. Let me let, me let me reinforce Scott's point because okay. he made an excellent, excellent point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is the search for life outside the Earth is not over, but it has changed tone and changed character. It's less about passive listening for radio signals. That seems like it's just not going to work, mm. honestly. Okay. But now it's much more active. It's hunting for exoplanets, planets orbiting other stars. Yeah. It's hunting for developing the technologies to observe the atmospheres of those planets to look for oxygen. Oxygen in the atmosphere is a sign of photosynthesis, the sign of life. It's much more active. So tons of interest, exoplanets, yeah. major growing field in astronomy. Tons of people are, are moving in and that direction. And they're not mocked, those scientists. Not mocked at all. But the SETI, the passive, let's, let's wait for radio stuff, mm -hmm. that is, has been declining, declining. It's just not interesting because it hasn't been fruitful. Now, with this... Rate sales stuff. Yes. Uh -huh. Good. The same. Uh, are I, we talking about the umamwa? Oumuamua. I've never said it. Oumuamua. Oumuamua. It's a Hawaiian word means scout. Oh, wow. Cool. Can you say it one more time for me? Oumuamua. 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 It's a fun word to say. Don't name your daughter that because we'll confuse it for the interstellar asteroid that transit through this. Oumuamua. It is fun to say. What's your feeling about it? So check this out. So... I've, I've actually been doing interviews all week uh, oh. with journalists. Uh, I was on the Weather Channel a couple of mornings ago talking about this uh, because a couple Harvard astrophysicists, including Avi Loeb, who is uh, a colleague of mine. I'm pretty sure I've written a paper with him. I don't honestly remember. He's the chair <laughs> of the Harvard Astrophysics Department. Right. Okay. Very prominent scientist, wrote a paper, mm -hmm. wrote a paper saying, okay, this interstellar object that passed through our solar system a year ago and is currently on its way out, did something funny. After it passed the sun and started going on its way out, it appears maybe that it sped up. Yeah. Just a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah. And it, we're not quite sure. It's a very, very fuzzy measurement. We don't have good data here at all. Okay. So what can speed rocks up? Well, the most obvious thing is outgassing. We've all experienced outgassing. Comets do it, too. They just squirt out a little bit of gas. Comet farting. A comet farting. Exactly. <laughs> I'm glad you said it so I can maintain <laughs> my, my integrity. <laughs> Your decorum. You're yeah, yeah. prestigious. Uh, this outgassing mm -hmm. event. Mm-hmm. It's like a little rocket. It's like pff, sure. it goes out and it speeds up. So that's the natural hypothesis. That's the first thing. But we don't have any di direct observations, like to see like the gas that came out. Right. Okay. So it's a it's a little bit confusing. A mystery of the universe. Right. Okay. Welcome to astronomy. Right. Right. And. Uh, this paper went through, okay, what are some other possible explanations for it? You know, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. We crunched some numbers. And then option number eight in the paper was, oh, maybe it's an alien spacecraft and they built a light sail and the radiation pressure from the sun itself is accelerating the spacecraft. Okay. Um, blew up in the news. It did. 
the the astrophysicists were very quick to jump on the phone with journalists and say, oh, no, no, we're not saying it's aliens, of course, but, you know, we can't rule it out, can we? Uh, (laughs) Is that how they talk, by the way? That is exactly how they talk. (laughs) They all smoke cigarettes? Very very sinister, very, uh, you know, Hollywood tycoon, 1950s kind of vibe. Very It is typical, typical astrophysicists. Do they rub their hands with glee? Oh, yeah, and and they're, like, you know, very greasy. And they're just like, I'm not saying. Twist their little goatees. <laughs> the, the, it's the very little, little tiny, one, pointy, very long ones. one. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's waxed, it. and. <laughs> Do they peer over the edges of their glasses as they're, as they're twisting their You know goatees? what? Academia is a little bit out. It's still monocles. We're still monocles in the academia uh, world. I wish you guys it's, could it's see very, Scott doing it. It's very accurate. It's yeah, amazing. It's, you know, they should know. I'm looking over my glasses. And squinting. With disdain at the UN committee. Going, oh, yeah. uh, I know because I, I've been there. And that's <laughs> yes. all I say. Yeah. <laughs> And he'll walk out. Yes. My, yes. Tra- my, I, I, my calculations say that it's true. So that's why. Wow. If you guys need a <laughs> that's it. maniacal astrophysicist <laughs> character. Uh, Can we move on? Win. Thank you, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. This is great. I can watch it all day. So what's your feeling about umumumumua? It's not a light sale. Why is that? You don't. Well, here's the thing. Here's my objection to the paper and the thing I've been telling you know journalists and everything is the aliens did it. Right. is not a valid scientific hypothesis okay. because once you introduce intelligence, once you have an intelligent creature that can manipulate their mm-hmm. environment, they can do anything they want. And because they can do anything they want, they can construct right. anything they want, they can design whatever they want. You can explain any observation. Right. It's like unfair. Every, every, it's unfair. Yeah. It's oh, every right. okay. single observation can be explained. Every single mystery in the universe. You can explain why Trump was elected. It was alien intervention. That there it is. There it is. You want, what happened. Yeah. So there is, like, you can explain anything mm-hmm. with alien intervention, which means I can't test it. Uh, I can't test it. I can't falsify it, which means it's no longer science. What I didn't understand was they said that as it um, reached the the limit of um, our solar system, Mm -hmm. it sped up. And people said it was because of the sun. That made no sense to me because it would not mean it was much further away from the sun. So why would it get more speed? That's part of the the mystery. That's part of the mystery. We honestly don't know. anti-solar power. That's what I mean. That's anti-solar power. We honestly don't understand the behavior of Oumuamua. It is, it is a mystery, and right. it's too far gone. We're never going to get another bit of data ever again from it. Hmm. So it's it. That's it. Right. We don't know. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're allowed to say aliens may have did it, because right. you can't test what that What about the pyramids? See, it is, it's the exact same thing. It's the exact same like, Nothing we, to do with contact, we, by the way. We just can't, curious. We can't rule out that aliens did it, and we did some math in a paper, so, you know, we're going to leave it there. No, yeah. you're not allowed, because you can't test it, you can't falsify it. And so that is... Everything. My objection okay. to that. It's just that makes sense. That's yeah, a that makes good sense. Science. Even if yeah, here's here's the mind sense. blowing thing. Even if it was aliens. Even if you couldn't. Even, the, say even it? if. Yeah. Why? yeah. Why? Even if it actually is a solar sail. Right. We don't have any evidence. Uh, and so I can't. I can't make that claim. So you are I can't like make Jody that Foster. Statement. I am totally Jody Foster. You, would you want? It? You know, Do my you, dad did pass a few years ago. Did you want it to be aliens? I mean, you know, signs of intelligent life in our universe that we're not alone. That would be amazing. Is that your be your amazing. big dream? No, my big dream is to win the Nobel Prize. 
For but. what? For anything, I'll take I'll take peace. Oh, yeah, They're yeah, passing that out like candy. It's like Oscar. I'll win an Oscar for anything. Co- wardrobe, it costume. I'll do anything. it. Yeah, it's yeah. like I'll take it. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll fly to. Yeah, I'll I fly designed to that home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'll get the medal. It's all good. I don't care. It no, would be good. I'm. Uh, I'm <laughs> that would be cool. Um, so, in, in case you guys are radio freaks like uh, Jodie Foster was in the movie, and you're curious about Oumuamua, it did not. Give out any radio signals. No, Sandy checked. Scanned it. Uh, yeah. They're like, "Hey, Amumu, you got anything?" Okay. And Amumu was like, "Shut up, I'm gonna." I'm yeah, gonna but what about Mars? There's what bacteria Mars? Yeah, let's talk about that was discovered yeah. in the dark more than 1,900 feet underground and has given hope that alien life can thrive on Mars. Scientists announced, "You're a scientist." Scientists in Spain. I'm among the people. <laughs> they found tiny. Uh, I'm gonna say this wrong. Cyanobacteria. 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 Amumu cyanobacteria. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Those are not. <laughs> really? Oh no! This is oh okay. This is on Mars. They found tiny cyanobacteria, which have apparently evolved to survive in total darkness. Why would you call bacteria tiny when it already is tiny by back? By definition, maybe it's. Are like, you talking about bacteria that's extra tiny? I guess they are. Yeah. Or it's just emphasizing. I mean, like because uh, bacteria is tiny. Because there's a chance. <laughs> From what I understand, there's a chance because you have to write science articles at fifth grade level for the public. Right. There's a chance uh, you may not have encountered the word bacteria. Well, People think you can see bacteria with your eye. Or just like, don't know, like, what is that word? What does that mean? And you say tiny bacteria. I'm making it this yeah. up. But you say tiny I mean, bacteria. bacteria. Microscopic? Yes. But you can say, like, I don't know you what a bacteria. tiny microscopic particles. Yeah, it sounds silly. Actually, and as I, a I say that all the time. <laughs> in my in my in my science writing, I'm always going like minuscule particles. Yeah, it's sub, just to stress uh, how small it is. Just to stress. It's yeah, like... Yeah. Um, Less Punch a- it up. You got, I, you got always less adjectives. That's my advice for everything. Oh, okay. Always less adjectives. And I think that's even in the movie. Don't they make a speech about adjectives? Doesn't someone oh, do make a speech really? about adjectives? I'm Maybe all about the adjectives. <laughs> I will string five I find adjectives the scientists together. when they write papers use too many adjectives. <laughs> okay. Well, well, maybe you can edit really my next. My yeah, next you guys submission. are like the yin and the yang here. Uh, this is very good. Papers. Well, we're going to collaborate. So Let, it's less cool. is more. Yeah. yeah. And more is even more. And, and, and two <laughs> oh, adjectives no, is wait. embarrassing. <laughs> so you're getting writing tips here from Scott Thompson. I didn't think. Well, I love you. You're a great writer so and, I like um, writing a lot and it's it's very mathematical I find oh formulaic well, I find I find like when you put it together and then it's like oh it can't be any other way maybe it's not it scientific boop, boop, boop. but the pieces you, you, fit. you feel it in your in here you're gesturing He's all pointing over. to his uh, torso <laughs> guy. Well, I was going to use my say my brain but I know that that's not really a it's not really a brain thing. It's a heart thing. It's a heart. It's a heart putting thing. the puzzle together. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that's a palpitation. Yeah, yeah. That's Did you think that Jody? Um, uh, Take your time. I mean, it's fascinating because she her whole the whole movie is really just about trying to find her father, and to find. Uh, it's almost like she dies. Isn't it? The movie kind of like... And it's like, she's reborn. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Like, oh, interesting. I mean, in some ways you could read the movie, I'm just I'm just spitballing here, that it actually is a repudiate, not a repudiation of science, but it's actually saying that she, they actually, she does die. She goes to the afterlife. She does see her father. She acquires faith. She does, because she does acquire, she does acquire faith. But and it's through a personal acquire... encounter, uh, like coming to grips with her father and the importance of it and how it shaped her life and maybe you need to let things some things go yeah she seems more at peace at the end I will give you that it, she's chill do you but think that Sagan would have liked that conclusion Sagan wrote it yeah, but yeah. he did write that part I think I so think do you think the ending the was I think the ending was different I'm not sure exactly how do you think Sagan came switched. to believe in God because 
because he was dying when he wrote the movie. Oh, that's an interesting. I, I'm pretty sure I wasn't there, and I don't know Andrew Yin, his his wife. Right. Uh, I'm pretty sure he remained an atheist. He did until, but until he's definitely given religion a shot because there's a lot of messages in the movie that I found to be. Uh, promoting spiritualism. I thought so. And also, to me, it was saying that, that maybe he was talking about himself. I always, I thought, mm-hmm. like maybe he's saying that I should have been a little less of a hard-ass scientist. Somewhere I mean that maybe. maybe I should have loved a little more. And yeah. I think that message is lost <laughs> on a lot of people who, who are fans of remember Carl Sagan, yeah. remember, you know, and look up to the major science communicators like Neil deGrasse Tyson today. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like... I. Because I'm having a realization here. Because I try very hard to to be Divorce. nice, to be nice, to to be Civilians, welcoming. You mean to 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 you know the the hoi, like the hoi poloi. <laughs> I was going to say hoi poloi. You know, you know the proletariat, <laughs> the serfs, yeah, the great unwashed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. The masses <laughs> of 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 to be like to acknowledge that not everyone is going to agree with me. Yes, and like right. it's that's cool. It's okay. We can still have dinner together. We can still have fun together. We can yeah. still experience this life together. And yeah. and that and I didn't realize that about the ending of Contact. That there may have been this this message that you know, be nice. I I thought so. Yeah, like, absolutely. Kindness. That's really cool. It That's really to be cool. saying that kindness was like yeah, and just love understanding was people. the missing link, which is what a lot of also interstellar, do, also interstellar which is, is like which, love. which did it in a, such a ham handed way. Like I yeah. thought interstellar was a ham handed. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty heavy. Contact. That was pretty a lot of ham. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of ham. ham. A lot of bad science in that, like pork, in the wall and everything. But also a lot of great science in that. I mean, we can yes, do another. And, a lot, and beautiful. Yes, like, yes, yes. Gorgeous. Beautiful movie. Which they, uh, can I comment yeah. something about the beauty of Interstellar? Yeah. Please. So the scene of the black hole. Yes. With that giant black hole with the accretion disk. Yes. Um, that scene, the generation, the, the VFX to make that scene, the CGI, mm-hmm. uh, led to genuine research papers because they used accurate physics uh, to paint that. Uh, and with Hollywood money, they were able to spend more money and use more powerful computers to accurately represent it than the scientists have ever been able oh, wow. to acquire. And so... They they spent more money and resources to make that scene, and it led to genuine science. Wow, it makes total sense, and yet it's it still like shocking and disappointing. It you know, really that's, science that's, that's, should that's, have way more money than Hollywood, but yeah, it, but that's not the case. This movie was ninety million dollars. The budget, what for Ooh. Contact? Yeah. That's a lot, though. That seems then, like a no? lot. Yeah, that's that a lot. seems like a, a ton of, of money. That's a lot of money. I could use $90 million. Dollars. Like, if you... If that's I an said, endowment. If wow. I said, right, you're getting a that's grant a for $90 million to study whatever the hell it is, wouldn't you say, oh, that's incredible. That's, that's an like, immense grant. That's like a couple permanent faculty lines plus grad students and postdocs for decades. For decades. That's, how is that how it works? Is like what she did like to get the money? Is that what they have to do? Is that what something you guys have to do? You have to go around and kind of like pitch people and she had a great pitch, by the way. She had a great great pitch. pitch, It's it's a lot like show business. A lot like show business. You're pitching shows to producers. I mean, Jodie Foster is doing your pitch. She felt Mm. a lot lot like an actor's life. Yes, absolutely. Or a a creator's life. Yes. Like going, I got this idea and I need your money. You got to believe in this. You got to kind of prostitute yourself a little bit. Here's why I believe in it. Yeah, yeah. 
That is exactly it. So there is a it's, lot of that. You pitch funding agencies. You pitch. NASA will have an open call. Okay, okay, folks, we got $10 million this year. We're going to divvy it up between four or five projects. One ninth what, of contacts budget. Yeah, what do you got? What do you got? Yeah. And then every sign. And, and here's what we're looking for. You know, here's where, here's what we think is trending. Right. Yeah. You know, here's what the direction we'd like to move in. What do you got? And you got three months to send us proposals, pitches. And it's, uh, and then every scientist at every research institute who wants a little piece of that pie writes up a proposal like here's what I here's what I've done in the past here's why I'm you know the best person for the job right. here's what I plan to do here's how I'm going to spend the money here's how I'm going to allocate it boom and it goes to a committee and the committee reviews all the applications and scores them and weights them. And then there's a bunch of petty politics in the background. Love and then that. here's the awards. One, two, three, four. Uh, each of you are getting three quarters of what you asked for. Good luck, folks. Wow. That's doesn't, it. Doesn't That's, and, and like we're all looking for a mad billionaire. Right. right to finance our project. Yes, there, there, I, there is a dream. Right, there's been a shit. There's been a shit. More Michaels or Elon Musk because <laughs> you no, know exactly because <laughs> yeah. a lot of federal funding has been flat or declining for about two, three decades right. now in the physical sciences, and there's just as many faculty out there. There's more grad students. There's more postdocs fighting over a sl- smaller and smaller pies, and so there's been an interesting rise in private funding of places like the Simons Foundation. Right. Or the Gates Foundation, who are spending money yeah. on fundamental research with no guarantee of return. Well, speaking of, uh, there's the SETI, uh, and uh, let me see if I'm getting this right. Uh, SKA is how I would read it, but I'm a musician. We're going to say S-K-A. Okay, I'm going to say SKA. We're uh, going to say S-K-A. <laughs> the S-K-A. Thank Scott's you. Scott's looking at me like I'm a Well, maniac. I would say SKA, too. Because <laughs> I used to really like SKA music. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. Yeah. We're yes. going to say S-K-A. I knew we would bond. Yeah, I, 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 I like SKA. I miss SKA, actually. I think the world needs a little more yeah, SKA. Is it time? Is it time for a, 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 yes. a SKA surgeon? I totally. Uh, how yes, has that not? <laughs> it is kind of crazy. Okay, it's time. so we all agree on that. Yes, uh, SKA is SKA. Mm. Sorry, Dang. buddy. Is the square kilometer array? Is that correct? That is correct. Okay, it's a bunch of satellites, radio dishes, dishes that are uh, trying in the to be built. Um, and there's also the EELT, and I'm not making this up, Scott. The European Extremely Large Telescope. Uh, really, that's so. We hilarious. have amazing names. We have amazing. Names. <laughs> I know you love it? adjectives. Where is it? <laughs> It's probably like in a really tiny country, like Liechtenstein or something. <laughs> Biggest so, telescope, smallest country. <laughs> so they're planning. That would be uh, It's scheduled to begin in 2019 oh. for initial observations by 2022, but the construction budget is not secured at this stage, oh. which I guess is typical of this kind of BS, uh, uh, political uh, red tape. Um, but but I guess Australia or South America, or uh, South, South Africa. Africa. Yeah, so oh. they're looking at one of the two places to start building this square kilometer array this square kilometer array the ska so maybe it, it is SKA. a resurgence just not the way that we want it oh. it, it, it you know it rebranded yeah because so it's 2018 oh, okay. Okay, it's just good. you can't you can't go <laughs> you can't totally rehash you have to give it a yeah first it's thing. less brass but it's a lot of dishes which is cool. so it's just a lot of metal the, it's more metal more, it's metal. more metal themed it's more it's metal. okay <laughs> so this is basically a big big telescope right a bunch like, of telescopes and all, array all of working telescopes. together is that what they do exactly 
and it's supposed to. Can I drop a science word? Oh, yeah. come on! A big array of radio antenna like that is called an interferometer. Oh, oh now we're talking. An interferometer. In, 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 interferometer. Interferometer. Because they interfere with each other on purpose. Oh, okay. To make this this to make it. Stronger. It's like it, yeah, exactly. It's Love. as if if you have here we go. If you have um, <laughs> two antenna. Yeah. Or two dishes very, right. very far apart, and yeah. you set it up as an interferometer. interferometer. It's as if you had a single giant dish spanning that distance. Cool. So, wow. you, so you get a lot of signs. How far will they be able to see? Well, uh, it depends on the wavelengths. The square kilometer array, which is an array taking up the area mm-hmm. of one square kilometer, so large and very self-descriptive. It will see some of the first stars and galaxies to be born in the universe. That's a distance of around wow. 35 to 40 billion light years away. Oh, that's cool. Yikes. That's good stuff. That's cool. That's good stuff. <laughs> they let normal people see stuff like that? Absolutely not. No. No. <laughs> Even if a person with a Do lot know? of money. Or what about someone who doesn't have a lot of money but had a show that people loved? <laughs> you know and, what? And really affected a lot of scientists when they were young. You know what? And you, they really want to like curry favor with this comedian. You know what? That, I like this. One? I like this soft pitch. And you know what? It's, you know, it's, I'm getting it. And so I'm, I'll talk to some people. Good. Because that's uh, what I'm Because I can't get we should yeah. have an answer by Monday, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. So I want to play a quick game with you guys, yeah. right. if that's all right, uh, called Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Okay. Oh, yeah, of course, that's, that's the audience should know that was the name of the um, alien planet. The uh, star. The system. The star. Yes. The star. Exactly. They, they called it something else, presumably. Yeah. The aliens yeah, did. We called it so. There's a lot <laughs> yeah, of, you know, we, we need Vega to respect. Yeah, too. Um, and it said Viva Las Vega on like the Elvis impersonators guitar. That was a ridiculous scenario. Yes. When they were going through. When and she, way she too long. Lied. Way too long. So long. We get it. Yeah. We get it. It's a carnival. We cool. It's like Burning Man. And they all, every single person was just peaking with whatever <laughs> totally thing they yeah, were yeah, doing. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the, on... Zemeckis definitely shouted out like, if you're pretending to be on drugs, you're out of 10, 10 right now, yeah. dude. <laughs> You've got to be tripping hilarious. out. And her looking out like, oh, I had no idea. I had no idea people would be interested in this. <laughs> yeah, and like, also the fact that when, when she leaves the, the, the hearing and she's all by herself, she's the most famous woman in the world. Um, yeah. Yeah. And she sees him standing off and he's the second most famous person. <laughs> In the world, and they're looking at each other, and no one's going. It's them! It's Holy shit! Holy guys! And they guys. get to run and hug each other. Yeah, I'm, so, yeah. I'm spitting on him. I'm so excited about that because that was hilarious. Yeah, very good. So yeah, Vega is where she hears the signal, and uh, the Hitler signal. The yeah, the Hitler alien signal, which now makes the movie sound which is so different ridiculous. than an alien Hitler signal. Oh yeah. Do you no, think totally. the aliens would have thought that that was because that they were going to be like maybe we don't really need to see these people? Would they have any concept of what they were watching, do you think? I guess the assumption is in the movie that they either didn't care yeah. or did not understand the context of what was going down in that video because right. there if were they a lot of the language then they would have sent back English stuff yeah probably. because they yeah. could have just waited like a couple years and they would have got some like, that, like like I Love Lucy or like, something or like Mr. Rogers yeah. you know a little bit more wholesome. Little nicer, and they just yeah, had to wait because they yeah. were okay let's give this these humans like let's give them a little bit of time yeah. right. before we, before, we, before we send the magic you yeah. know you know yeah. what debut album didn't like it that much yeah, yeah. let's see what but else let's see what the sophomore 
Yeah, yeah but this King Friday guy, he seems pretty nice. <laughs> He's got something. <laughs> um, okay, so Vega, arguably the next most important star in the sky after the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vega was the northern pole star around 12,000 BC and oh. will also uh, be the northern pole star again in the year 13,727. Does that sound this right? Is true science facts. Are you being sarcastic with me? I know it's hard to tell sometimes. I am not. <laughs> okay, all right. I just want to make sure I have my information correct because oftentimes pole, the North I don't. Pole, so the Earth wobbles. Right. Is this one of your trivia questions? And I'm no, 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 no. Okay. This is just an the, intro to Vega. The, and I can't resist uh, explaining Please. this. The Earth wobbles in its orbit. So our North Pole very, very slowly moves in a circle around the sky. Right now it's lined up with a star called Polaris, mm-hmm. but it wasn't true. The ancient Egyptians had a different North Pole than we do today. And thousands of years from now... Give me a different North Pole. Like- as in the North Pole of the Earth, the axis of the Earth pointed in a different spot on the sky. Oh. And it was close... I forget the name of the star. It wasn't Vega for them, but mm-hmm. it was another star. Mm-hmm. They had a different star that wow. they identified as the North Pole. Wow. Okay. That's how we name things. So I have a couple trivia questions. And I feel like he's going to know most of them. I'm stressed out because I'm not not an astronomer, though, so I don't know these. I hope to stump you. That would be ideal, I think. But I'll ask you first. You'll answer first. So how big is Vega compared to the sun? Uh, I think it was a similar size. Similar size. Dr. Paul Sutter. I'm going to say significantly larger. Wow. Okay. Vega is only about a tenth of <gasps> significantly smaller. Uh, well, hold on a second. Tenth oh. of the age of the sun. Yes. Oh. But it oh. is two times as massive. Oh. So, oh, so, so it's like 40% greater in radius? Uh, yep, that sounds about right. Okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> not okay, okay. okay. You know, we're, no, it's not, it's not yeah. significantly larger. You know yeah. what? We're both wrong. It's yeah. cool. Yeah, we're both wrong. Yeah. But uh, close. I mean, not, not like crazy. Neither one of us were catastrophically wrong. Exactly. I think you were You were closer than me. I might have been a little closer. You were right. I'll give it to you. I'll give it one for Scott. One for Scott. I love how this is starting out. How many light years away from the sun is Vega? Oh. Which is basically like saying light years from Earth, too, right? Because I mean, basically. Years, okay. It wasn't far. 7.2? Ooh. Okay. Whoa, did you... No, it was just, it was just I, I didn't expect such an exact number, that's all. That is very precise. 7.2, wow. I was like, wow, Amazing sounds like he really knows what the fuck he's talking about. I'm getting, I'm getting ballpark 40. 40, okay, kind of in the middle of both. It was 25, <gasps> okay. relatively well, close. Closer, though. Uh, okay. 25 yeah, light years one. from the sun. Okay. okay. I knew it wasn't a lot. Which is pretty close for a star, so you yeah. were right about that. that was pretty, yeah. was I knew it was very close. I remember them saying it was very close. They're not yeah. next door neighbor, they're like down the street. Because she was like going on about it's impossible. They were going on about it was impossible, it's too close. Yeah. They like, yeah, had yeah, time yeah, 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 yeah. To develop and all this bullshit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I dismissed it immediately. I, remember. <laughs> I like you remembered a lot of it. I think you wrote the Wikipedia synopsis of this movie. Well, I, I did. I watched it last night. Oh, you great, know, great. So um, did I. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I what did really co- like it. Sorry. No, me too. It's I was really surprised, good. actually, how much I... Yeah, I was surprised at how serious it was. By the way. It's very serious. Did you guys, yeah. did you guys tear up a little uh, contact? No. No. Okay. It didn't get me emotionally. Okay. No. I got a little bit with the dad uh, towards the beginning. No, maybe at the, the beginning. The music is so uh, good. At the beginning, but not at the end. Alan Silvestri with the music At the really end, got I did me. not. No. It, it lost its... Yeah, it was yeah. very I'm a sucker analytical. For, I'm a sucker for the music. That's the thing. I could listen oh, to like yeah. just a score. I'll probably tear up. Okay. Yeah, I, I wanted to, but I did not know. I didn't. I didn't really get upset. Okay. What constellation is Vega a part of? Oh, jeez. Got him good with this one, guys. Yeah. What constellation? 
This is bringing me back to my quiz team days. Uh, Ursa Minor? Dr. Paul Sutter. I'm going to say Lyra the Liar. That is correct. Uh, okay. Lyra the Liar <laughs> is correct. And the Liars in the musical in the movie, instrument. don't they? I don't think that they do. Maybe they don't. I'm not sure if How they do, you know but there is a I just know facts oh, about yeah. space. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I know, but you're not an astronomer. But you're... I'm not an astronomer. I'm an yeah. astrophysicist. Well, but I know, There's I know a couple things. But there. don't you know when the father points out? No, that was about Venus. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. Venus, Vega, come on. Yeah, that's what Basically it was. Basically the same thing. Yeah. But they do, do they show a constellation like four they different do. times in the movie, and it's the same one, which is kind of cool, but I don't even know if it is symbolic or do so you So that's the one where they go something? like this? That's the archer, right? There's uh, Lyra, they're playing the Lyra. Lyra is, Lyra, Lyra is like, is super tiny. It's a very small constellation. There's just like five stars, and, oh. and Vega's the brightest. <clears throat> yes. That's what I was going to say. Also, Vega's the brightest star. But yeah, there's four... In the movie, there's like a constellation of four, and you see it with like the the moons at one point, and then you see it when he picks up the sand. Oh yeah, and then towards oh, the end when, when she picks when up she's, the dirt. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's like a few times. There's this same thing, and I, I was trying to put it together, and I just don't know what it's in yeah, reference I don't know. to. Maybe like everything's connected. I don't know what it is exactly. Everything's connected. Okay, let's just go with that. Um, it's the fifth brightest star in the night sky, and the second brightest star in the northern celestial hemisphere. So for us. For us, so us, we're, the, we're in for listeners in the northern hemisphere is your second brightest. Star. For Australians, right. it not so much. Screw them. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. We don't really care. What's I mean, the brightest who, thing? Which is in, which is because obviously in it's general. Kylie Minogue. Yeah, <laughs> and we know right. And there's no discussion. All, and who's second? <laughs> we, nobody cares. We don't nobody care. Cares. We don't care. A lot of you, Newton John, maybe, but really, it's Kylie number one. <laughs> all right. When was this? Is a, a year question. What year was Vega first photographed? What year? Yeah, but the movie's a, uh, it's just a, it's a it's fiction. all about audio. But there was a photograph taken of Vega at some point. They didn't say it 54. in the movie. Fifty-four. Interesting. That's I'm going so to say 1890. Even older than what you're saying, but you are much closer. 1850. Wow. Oh. Vega became the first star, wow. other than the sun, to be photographed when it was imaged by William Bond and John Adams Whipple at the Harvard College Observatory with a and I'm going to say this wrong for sure. Daguerreotype, 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 like those old the, box, the, the precursor to yeah. the Cameras. photograph. Yeah, yeah. So, so it wasn't ph- photographed; it was daguerreotype. daguerreotype. It was daguerreotype. I'm gonna Sorry. catch you on a technicality there, Alex. Please. No, it was, it was daguerreotype. <laughs> daguerreotype. It's yeah, I just found that fascinating I because I, I yeah, couldn't too. believe that they captured an image of something so far away it's with the, that old box. I guess yeah, super bright. And you just go out at night. And you got it. And and you just wait. You just expose, mm. not yourself. You expose right. the well, the, the photo. I mean, you could you could do both at the same time because yeah. you're alone in the. Where woods. was the first nude picture of Whipple taken? <laughs> that was his name, right? Whipple. Whipple. Yeah, name. I think he sent the first. Um, he sexted. I think he was. <laughs> he, he was t- the first one. He took a picture of his junk, and then he took a picture <laughs> with his daguerreotype. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that, and well, that's where Whipple well, comes well, from. Well, there's the story of, of the Anton Leeuwenhoek and the microscope. Oh, yes. He's like, of course I know who that is. The, right. The, yeah. The, the guy who invented the microscope, the very yeah. first thing he looked at was his, was his own skin. Come. What? Yeah. Is right? that true? It's very, yeah, it's true. It's 100% true. What's his yeah. name? Leeuwenhoek. Leeuwenhoek. It's a Dutch, right? It's, 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 it's a, weird. Is it W? Oh. L e u h o e n o e k or something. Actually. Really, Whoa. I have no idea. I'm oh. just, pre- but I know it's a Dutch name, mm-hmm. and it's really hard to spell and, and pronounce. And do you know so much about this because this fact is so outrageous, or do you have? It's pretty outrageous. Because I know all the all facts about cum. <laughs> That's, That's what I was, I was trying to get at. I know I you were trying to get at Come that. out and say I it. I honestly but... don't know why I know it. I just know that he he, he had the okay. first microscope. 
and, and, he said, and that's you know, the first thing he looked at. And it was come. You know, it looked really cool if I came right now. And, and I think they <laughs> might have even taught me in school that it was come. Wow, they may have time. said that. They, I, we, I went to a Catholic school, so I don't know. I, I went I think to Canadian we get, regular school, so <laughs> Canadian they regular school. They would have just said I mean, it's, it's semen. You know, get with it. I went to like, regular school. I never up. talked I mean, about they that. They said it's semen. Grow up. <laughs> semen. Grow up. Day one. <laughs> that was your first class. Okay. <laughs> last question. School. Semen. Grow up. <laughs> class dismissed. It's semen. Grow up. There's no God. You're dismissed. Get out of here. All right. What? This is the last one. What car company? has a car named Vega. Um, Chevrolet. Dr. Paul Sutter. Uh, Subaru? Chevrolet. Scott Thompson. In 1971. You drive one right. I actually Vega. got a car thing is amazing. A car question. I mean, I'm honestly more likely to get a physics question right than a car question. Right. I also, yeah, know nothing about cars, but you nailed it. You I, nailed it. I think I, you won. I, Congratulations. Wow. Congratulations. Wow. I don't have any uh, I thing for you. I only won because I heard Chevrolet, Vega, they both had a V. That's oh. literally my, how my thinking They work. But that's probably exactly why they picked the name. They're it like, this sounds is. nice. This sounds nice. The Chevrolet Vega does that, sound cool. It, Chevy yes. Vega. The Chevy Vega. Wow. That's probably exactly that's why, exactly why they it is the Chevy Vega. Yeah. It's and the they're like going star. through all the star names. They're like Chevy Betelgeuse. Mm, yeah. Chevy Altair. And then no. put, but an animal, the Chevy Vegan. No one wants that. No one wants that. Chevy that didn't vegan. sell in the, in 71. Oh, God. Can you imagine a vegan <laughs> car? Yeah. yeah. Only ran on, on like, tofu in That's the 70s? All that you have oh, my God. That, that might be, be cheaper, though, than gas. It would be. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that pretty much does it. I don't know if oh. you have any other... I mean, I had I had a question about, oh, like, yeah. constellations in the Zodiac, if you guys believe in that. I don't know. I'm always torn about the Zodiac because I don't... Pr- I think it sounds so ludicrous. Yeah. And then every now and then... Someone will read me something about my zodiac sign, and it's so right on. So I just wanted to see what if you guys had experiences like that. Well, I think it's ludicrous. Ludicrous, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just say. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I, I find astrology fascinating. Okay. And I have a theory about it, and I, I'm, I, I, and I'm hopefully one day we'll develop a, a routine about it. I think it's the new racism. <laughs> Because we're not allowed to judge people because of their race or religion or ethnicity or gender, all these things. But we're human beings and we're animals and we are essentially tribal and we're always going to be judging people by that. Sure. And so what has replaced it in this time, uh, the time we're in right now is like political affiliation or that sort of thing or Astrology, so people can go. Oh, yeah, she's a terrible driver because she's a Capricorn, right? Like, and it's okay. Yeah, to she's say also it. Chinese, but I wasn't even <laughs> thinking about that. It's because she's uh, a Capricorn. That's what I really believe it is. Yeah. I think it's a shell game for racism, <laughs> yeah. for prejudice, and that no human beings. Will, I know it's my theory. I think it makes sense. That the people, go, oh, we're so much better. I'm going. No, we've just replaced with another stupid thing. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I can't top that. So, but do you, I've, I've, so I guess you just don't believe. Well, no, no, there's sense. there's absolutely no connection between the positions of the sun in a particular constellation and anything about your daily life. Okay. Uh, the reason horoscopes, <laughs> the reason horoscopes are so powerful yeah. is because they're designed, written specifically to be powerful too. Where there's enough generality, right? 
where they do fun games it. they do fun games where they'll they'll tell people like give me your sign i'll give you a horoscope yeah. and then you rate scale one to ten how how accurate this was for you and right. then the average usually comes out around an eight an eight out of ten yeah across all pretty high and that's then a contact level and then they yeah. say yeah. and they say i gave every single person the exact same horoscope I didn't listen to your sign. I gave oh, you the exact same thing. It's just general right. platitudes. Yeah, that, I mean, like, I do think it oh, matters. You changes coming in your life, and you need yeah. to you know you know handle your finances better. Yeah, and yeah, your yeah, parents, you need to deal yeah, with your aging parents. Oh my god, I do have aging parents. <laughs> How would they know Holy you're shit. sixty? But yeah, I just yeah, yeah, no. And the, and then it's the same thing. But there's a reason people, uh, you know, maybe maliciously, and maybe yeah, like I mean, there's I there's not, I don't know if it's malicious. I think it's just human. But there's a reason. Yeah, people believe in horoscopes and like I as a scientist I'm not I don't want to displace that I'm not going to believe and they it. want yeah right, like they right. want to find reasons for their bad behavior or their bad luck right or and they just don't want to accept that maybe it was their bad decisions I've just always I've gone into it thinking this is not real this is total bullshit and that's why I've never like investigated it but when it has come into my life via someone else I'm always trying to avoid I'm always trying to say like no no I'm sure it's bullshit but like let's do it for you for know funsies. for fun yeah let me Although just hear it. Think- then it comes I'm like, oh, what man. time of the year you're born affects your life. Okay, so maybe I that's. Absolutely do think I think that. there, there there are some mild correlations yeah. okay. as we would being say, a winter like, babyer, and I think that probably what really affects your life more than anything is birth order. I think we're discovering oh, that's okay. a huge deal. So wait, where are you guys? Like, are, I'm a summer baby, and I'm the oldest of four. Oh, I'm a second. I'm a second oldest of five, and I'm a summer baby. Okay, summer baby, which is the first time I've ever said that. Yeah, phrase. I think so. Too. Uh, summer baby and a second of two. Got gotcha. you. Oh. Okay, interesting. Okay. Were you second too? I was first. I'm first. I'm the oldest of how many? Of uh, four. Four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it matters. I think yeah. the most important thing is how wealthy your parents are. I think that, probably that like one. that's like ninety nine percent of number your life one. trajectory is how wealthy your parents are, and yeah. then everything else is is. Small. And what country you're born in? Sure. Yeah, but that's like oh yeah, Connected true, true. Yeah, I yeah, guess that yeah. means wealthy too. Well, well, money more than anything, I guess, is what we've concluded. Money is power. Money is power, and that's what I mean. If you want to do some science, you want some grants, need money, you need, need those money. bucks. Yeah. I was just going to ask if you guys have something to plug, uh, something coming up uh, you want to discuss before we go. Um, You're well, not busy. While you think, I'm not really busy right now. No. <laughs> while you think, Scott, uh, <laughs> no, no. you have a radio show and a book coming out in like two weeks. I know, yeah. So uh, oh, one, cool. one of the many things I do is a radio show back in Columbus called Space Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, spaceradioshow.com. But it's, it's broadcast in Columbus, but it's out as a podcast. I live stream every single recording every week. Great. It's tons of fun. Listener q and uh, and then the book is coming out in 12 days from the day of this recording, wow. which is insane. Yeah. Your place in the universe, understanding our big, messy existence. Wow. Barnes Noble, Books cool. a Million, IndieBound, uh, nationwide release, worldwide digital release, the whole deal. So excited. Yeah. I'm, I'm pumped. And I'm scared. That's I'm scared amazing. and excited. First book? First book. I think you have nothing to be scared of. No. I think it's going to be fantastic. And everybody, you obviously it. have not read it. <laughs> <laughs> so is it like a kind of a Stephen Hawking thing, like explaining these complicated things to dumb people like us? Yeah, and I'm very strongly resisting the temptation to make a Stephen Hawking joke because I really respect him. I was going to go. I was going to go. Never mind. But you can make a Stephen Hawking. I, joke. Is it, oh, he wanted. I. Think. Oh, we're done. Yep. We're done. Right. We're, we're no. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. It's off, Mike. Are you going to say that he was? A, <laughs> was he a dick? You're not going to like tell us a terrible, terrible story about Stephen Hawking. Are you? 
you. I'll tell you some terrible stories about okay. Stephen Hawking later. Um, we <laughs> oh no no no. Uh, uh, so the book is it's about our universe. It's a biography of our universe and the biography of our understanding of how we've grappled with the growing realization that our universe is cold and gigantic and uncaring in the physics that goes behind that and how we've tried to understand that as scientists. It's a really, really fun book, super conversational, informal. I tell a lot of very, very bad jokes Great. and in it, it was fun to fun to write. And I think it's fun to read. Awesome. If you're curious about how you fit in in this universe and you really want to be sad over the holidays. Oh, okay. <laughs> my book. <laughs> well, I'll probably just be sad anyway. So my so it, well, it like doubles down on sad. the Saturn. Saturn. I can get a little Saturn uh, on Saturn. Uh, Terrible joke. Anyways. um, Is that joke in there? That joke. (laughs) The Saturn joke. You know, I do have standards. Saturn and Saturn. chapter title? Saturn and Saturn. No, sorry. It's it's already gone to print, so I can't go back. No, I understand. The next book, we'll put it in. The next book. But to get this book, we'll put the link in our description for this podcast. Yeah, I appreciate it. So people can check it out. What about you, Scott? Can people come see you sometimes? Oh, right at this moment, I'm in a fallow part of my career. <laughs> I'm, I, I just coming. I've just finished a big tour, okay. So I'm taking some time off, but I'll yeah. be bringing the Buddy Cole show back in the new year called the Prelude Deluge, which <laughs> is a, a, a show that I do, and I just uh, released my first comedy album. Great. And the kids in the hall are, are talking about something possible very soon. <gasps> oh, what I can't really say, but like hopefully something. Well, if you could say theoretically, well, we're very, we're we're close to maybe we're really trying to. Do something else. It might be a light sale, like another, maybe a light <laughs> sale. We're thinking of making a light sale. Oh, yeah, and, it could and, be. Yeah, it could be a light sale. Okay, well, I will definitely be we looking. We cannot out. exclude the possibility. We can't exclude the possibility there might be some we don't know. gas coming out from yep, our yep. light <laughs> sale at the fringes of our solar system. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Very mysterious. I like it. Yeah. Stay tuned. Um, great. Well, uh, thank you guys for coming on. I really appreciate it. I hope you had a good time. I did. Actually, oh, very yeah. much. Okay. Yeah. Great. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Absolutely. Bye. Bad Science is hosted and produced by me, Ethan Edinburgh. Our social media producers are Kate Baker and Edward Gullett. And the executive producer is Brett Kushner. You can follow us on Instagram at Bad Science Show and shoot us an email at badscienceatseeker.com. But what I would really, really suggest is that you tell a friend about the show. Tell them a fact that you learned, spark up a conversation, and share your love of the podcast with a person that you love or a person that you like or a person that you think you might like, but you're not sure how you feel about them yet. You're kind of in that, you know, first phase, uh, freshman, uh, you get what I'm saying. Share the podcast. Let your friends know you guys will have something fun to talk about and maybe every week you can watch the movies together that would be really fun right i'm asking myself yes it would be anyway see you next week where we will be talking about free willy remember free willy 1993 see you then and thank you bye